What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Whole Factor Show with a very special guest of mine. We went to high school together. Currently right now, he is video. How would you describe it? A video? Videographer. A guy that films all the University of Central Florida football games. My guy right here, Hunter Moser, throughout the podcast, I'm going to call him Gibby because that's his yeah. nickname. So Hunter Gibby Moser is here with me today. So I appreciate you taking the time and joining me and chopping it up with me. Um, For sure. If you guys are new, make sure to hit the subscribe button, turn on post notifications, so that way you don't miss any wonderful guests that I bring on like Gibby today. And if you guys are listening on Spotify and Apple Music or iTunes, make sure to leave a review out of five stars. Anything that you liked what Gibby said or what I said, make sure to leave any thoughts or any notes down below. We're just gonna get right into it. Let's kind of get to know you. Where uh, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Cartersville, Georgia, known as uh, Trevor Lawrenceville now because that's where Trevor Lawrence is from. That's where he was raised. Yeah, I was born or I was born in Orlando. So you're born in Orlando and then you moved, moved to Cartersville, Georgia. How old were you when you moved there? I think six months to a year old. So I lived in Cartersville until I was like probably eight, and then. Okay. My parents got divorced, went to, we moved to St. Augustine because all my family lived in St. Augustine. And then from there on, I lived in St. Augustine, loved it. Okay. So wait, how old were you when you moved to St. Aug? Probably about eight years old or nine. Okay. Eight or nine. It's the middle of third grade. I don't know where Cartersville is. Where is that relative to the state of Georgia? If you go to Atlanta, it's about an hour. It's an hour. Yeah. I don't know. Like this way. That's closer to uh, Tennessee-ish too. Have you ever been to... The Smoky Mountains. No, I no, wish. really, that'd be sick. That's crazy. You were born in Orlando, and now you yeah, you, you came back. back. Full so circle, homecoming. Man. You came yeah. back. Full circle. Me and Gibby, we went to the same high school. We met in high school. I probably knew of you freshman year. I mean, senior year, we started talking a lot more because, yeah. like, I knew of you, and I'd like talk to you like occasionally in coaches at Steven's class. Yeah, Other than right. that, it was more of like I knew so, you were good at basketball. That's what I like knew uh, you for. I was told you were like the point guard. You were like the great was, guy. And I, I was, was like, a great guy. <laughs> it was like Tim. Tim the point guard. Yeah, we had a uh, sports media class in high school. Our test grade was we would go out and film sport events and we would edit it and then at the end of the season for each team, for each respective team, our videos would be played at the banquet to kind of look back and celebrate their season. That's how me and Gibby met. Obviously, you found a passion in yeah. doing this. When did it hit with you when you're like, you know what, Gibby, I want to do this in college or for the long run, whether it's making videos or shooting video? I just remember this clearly. He goes, hey, does anybody want to help out after school, help with the football team? Mm -hmm. You know, I was bored and just had nothing to do. And so I was like, you know what? Might as well. I didn't know I'd get community service hours. I didn't know I'd get anything out of it. Really? But I just, I just knew. I was like, I mean, what's going to hurt about this? Like, I was like, you know what? Fine. And I went and I filmed the practices. And, okay. you know, I enjoyed it freshman year. And then sophomore year. Because freshman year, it was more of I didn't really have a purpose. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know which college I wanted to go to. I didn't know anything. Right. All I knew was kind of just like, I'm here. I'll find it out eventually. Right. But yeah, then, yeah, sophomore year, once I got into football, mm -hmm. you could see, like, my grades starting to improve. I started to come to school because I actually had, like, a care to go to school, to go after school, stay for football, film football. Okay. And then... Coach Stevens was like, you know, we can do this in uh, college, right? And I was like, really? Yeah. And so we started thinking it out, plotting it out, and just the experience out on the high school field because the level Nice was at for doing that, like for practice, was right. 
really like a smaller college levels. Do you feel like in a way with having the program that we had at school, you were kind of like spoiled, like you got a, a big head start coming to college now that are like they didn't have what you had in high school. So you got like a leverage over them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So when I showed up, I already knew like, all right, so this is a camera. This is how to work it. Literally all I had to learn was the system. I knew how to do the, how to film. Like I knew the mechanics. I knew everything, but what they wanted to do and what they wanted to like how UCF wanted to, you know, just film. I guess because it's different. The practices are different. The equipment's different. But other than that, I knew basically the fundamentals and everything. So go into that a little bit more. How is the change for you from working and doing it for high school has changed to now doing it at a high division, very well-known school in UCF and a very well-known football team as well? The change that you've had to make or like the difference between the two? You can tell college is so much more different, you know? It's definitely more professional. We're bigger cameras, more expensive equipment, Mm -hmm. and we have a bigger team. So there's like, I want to say 16 of us doing this. And you have angles, like any angle known to man, we probably have on that field. And it's just an intricate system because in high school, it was more of, We'd, we'd finish practice, we'd film practice, go inside, upload it, coaches will have it whenever they have it. Right. We're now in college, we have people who edit, we have the people edit the footage and make sure like the coaches have it in the right folders in the right spots. Right. And the coaches expect it on their desk. Like basically when practice is over, they want some film there. Wow. So just having like, you have to, pop like your cards you have multiple sd cards that were just going through practice and you have someone running the cards to the editors the editors are editing while practice is going on that's an efficient on the go process we have radios so we have to communicate everything so like say something like a play was about to happen and they randomly just get up go to take a water break you have to call that out to make sure you don't want the coaches to just watch nothingness so you have like we do like a hand so you put a hand in front of the camera so they know okay we're going to take this clip out and you have to separate drills you have to be like all right this is what this drill is this is what this drill is so you have like team stuff offense defense stuff like that walk me through a day we'll do football practice and do football games so talk to me on a football practice day depends on the day because in florida it rains mostly in the afternoon, so we have our practices in the mornings here, okay. which I think other programs do do morning practices too, mm-hmm. but it just depends. Like Sometimes we have afternoon practices. I get up probably 7 o'clock-ish. We have to be to practice by 8, get everything set up to be able to film by 9, just make sure all the equipment's running, working. We have cards. Are there people that prepare the cameras for you, make sure the batteries are charged, make sure the SD cards are cleared, ready for the day? Like, is there people like that, or are you guys the ones doing No, that's doing all that? us. So, like, we make sure our bags are packed. Like, I'm super, I'm super into making sure I have everything set. I have, make sure my battery's charged, make sure I have my cards cleared. Mm-hmm. Because I know that if something's messed up, yeah. then it messes up the editors, which messes up the time we get to the coaches, and then that's the lead video guy getting yelled at so you know i just don't want that for him so try to be on time be efficient with what you do so from so that time from 8 a.m to 9 a.m that's that time where you 
you make sure you have everything yeah. and anything. You have to do is just pick up the camera and just press record. Yeah. Usually, on average, are you out there just filming? And then talk about how, you know, what are you filming or where where your spot is and stuff. I get out usually probably 11.30-ish is when I'm leaving the field after packing everything up. And then at the practice, I still record sideline because I do sideline for games and I do sideline for practice. Okay. So you're going to have two sidelines, which would be one for offense, one for defense, okay. which why? is normal. Why Why do you film sideline? What's the purpose of that? Sideline gives you a view of all 22 guys. From a coach's standpoint, you can see the progressions. You can see everything. Okay. Whereas the end zone, you're just seeing like what's called the box, which would be just a line of players. So it'll be your O-line men and a little bit outside of them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you call the box. So without the 22 sideline shot you wouldn't see the uh the receivers some people are cut off so that extra angle okay gotcha how long is that process for you to get all your clips to the right people and to depends on the day like if it's a longer practice we usually have the pops set to where probably 10 15 minutes it could be on the coach's desk wow wow that's fast say a day we're down on men we can't run cards or whatnot then it would take probably about 30 minutes to edit it so what is editing like is it just like piecing up the clips and then just send it to the coaches or is it like you make an edit with some music and stuff no it's just straight up uh film and then you're just trying to make sure all the angles are connected so you have all the camera angles we have you have to do what's called intercutting which is just same thing from each angle so the coaches can watch it and they will watch it. All right, I'm watching the sideline. All right, now I'm watching the end zone. And so is it like a multi-screen? Like it's the same timing of each clip, but in each corner there's a different camera angle. And it's like, is it labeled? It's uh, one by one, but they do label it with like the plays and stuff and okay. whatnot, whatever they need to. The way you were describing it, I thought it was like a security oh, yeah, camera, no. like security cam, like, and you should have like all the coaches just looking and just like, okay, I'm watching this corner to that corner. And so you watch the clip one time and then you can watch it so like o-line d-line i they don't need to watch sideline so they're just going to go straight to the end zone so they can cut to that clip watch whatever they did make sure make corrections and that's all the film's there for it's not like we're just filming for no reason they usually do it to make corrections because the camera will never lie that's what i was taught is yep that's a fact so you watch it back you can watch the same clip multiple times you can watch each individual person and then you can make you'll be like all right this is what you need to fix all right this is what you need to fix and then players can watch film study film themselves film watch time with like groups of players yeah they always they watch film every day the difference between high school and college is college students put a lot more time into it when i walked in the office i thought okay you practice maybe go through some meetings but like those players are there for a while oh that's what the coaches that's what they want them there for so after practice how many classes do you take i'm taking four i take three in person and backwards one in person three online what the heck okay what uh what classes in person english nc1101 when you decided to be a video person for the team counselor schedule your make your classes schedule based around like the times that you have to be with the team and stuff and especially with we'll get into like you traveling and stuff did you have somebody like meet with you and say okay well you know you're gonna be here at this time so you can't have a class at this time because you're with the team and you're obligated to joining them we do have someone who can do that who really i've reached out to her 
she just helps like she knows all the classes because she does it for all the football people and then i was like all right i can't get these classes in in person i'll just make it online because online will be flexible so just in case you know i have to travel you know i can just do my online classes just push my schedule back a little bit and just adjust from there for the week they really preach um academics over football because if you're just doing football not paying attention to your classes let your grades slack you're going to be gone. So, you know, it's just like you kind of do want to work on your grades, make sure you get all that straightened out. Mm -hmm. So they have the extra bodies so they can go film. So you have, so they have people replace you, yeah, because they know that you're at your English course. Yeah, you just gotta let them know you're like, hey, I have, I have um, class, or some people work a second job, and so you'd be like, hey, uh, I've worked today. Yeah, but as long as we have enough people, yeah, and you give them like a good enough heads up, like early enough in the week. Yeah. So now, now let's get into the good stuff. So, so it's a big Friday night or a Thursday night. So let's, we're going to go through a home game and we're going to go through an away game. So home game first. What is your day looking like? I wake up. I make sure I don't have classes that day or I don't do any classwork because I just want to like chillax, focus on game day. I wake up. I start playing some Madden. You know, get some football Get the mind right. What's your go-to team? The Bills or the Cardinals? My favorite team in the NFL is the Falcons, but I just like having a mobile quarterback, so I pick the Bills and the Cardinals whenever I play. So do you play uh, Do you play just like Madden online, or do you play yeah, with play your buddies? Yeah, I play online, and I play with my roommates sometimes too. You eat, sleep, and breathe football, so so you relax and you play Madden. So my bad, you, I cut you off. So continue. Uh, then we go to the football office probably about four hours before game, five hours before game. Okay. And that's just to make sure we got parking, and then we set up our cameras, and then we chillax in the office, and we have a PS4 in there, so we play some Madden too there. If we want, just chillax, watch some TV. A lot of us are into like watching like other games too, so we'll sometimes throw on a football game, and they have food for us usually. Okay. So we'll go eat. Oh, what's that place called? Mellow Mushroom. That's the one that's been at home that's lately. That's good. It's been good. And then after the game, we get Chick Fil A. And they give you like a chicken sandwich. It's ten chicken nuggets, bowl of fruit, cookies. It's a lot. You of You guys are spoiled. Yeah, that's good. And that's, that's not good like food. that's a lot of food, but like you get so much more on the road. We go up to our film booth, and I'll make sure my camera's there. You, the the day before or Thursday, I usually go up, put my camera in there, make sure all my stuff's up there. So then all I need to do is grab batteries, head up there, grab my radio, go up there, set up. And then I have to plug in ESPN. I have to set up early so ESPN can make sure they get my footage set up because they'll usually use that for instant replay during the games. I'm on the 50-yard line on probably the sixth floor. I don't know how many feet that would be. I'm pretty far up. That's my whole job is 22. So ESPN has a sideline filmer. Usually I think they're in the booth or they're on top of the press box. And they film what the viewers like to see, is what per se. So if you watch football, you'll see, like at the beginning of the clip, you'll see everybody, you'll see all the formations, and they kind of zoom in a little bit into like kind of the line and the quarterback. And then you'll kind of see the action happen from there. And they do the pans to the play. But they do what the viewer's eye wants to see and what they want to follow. All right, I have someone running deep. I have to keep him deep. But also the quarterback still has the ball back here. So you're not as zoomed out. 
But whenever you're watching like an instant replay and they want to show like a receiver's progression or something, like they'll cut into my camera, use that, and then they'll do like that drawing thing where they draw and they're like, ooh, this guy does this. Because some networks do TV timeouts, which is on TV, if you've ever watched a football game on TV, you'll notice that it's like everything just seems so perfect. You watch the commercials and they're like, we're back. Like you're right back Uh, to the game. And like nothing happened in between that. You're just watching commercials. Well, if you're there in person, you're just watching the field. Like they're cleared yeah. off the field for three minutes, something like that. So if it starts at six, so you probably, so you probably don't leave the field till about close to ten, eleven o'clock, right? Yeah, nine, okay. ish, Yeah. How long is the process for you? Just you individually getting all your camera work. Do you do you leave your stuff up there after the game? I'll take it down. So I pack up everything, get it back into the office, pack it in the closet, so I'm ready for practice the next day. So now. Let's talk about how much fun you have away games. Where have you traveled to, cities-wise? Louisville, Navy would be Annapolis, but we stayed in Baltimore because they're right next to each other. Went to Cincinnati. What was the last one? I was at Philadelphia. Out of all those trips, which one is your favorite? Probably Louisville. Louisville? Why? Night games are so much better than early morning games. Right. But we got time to explore Louisville, and it was my first trip. So, I mean, Louisville's a nice city. I loved it. Walking around, we got to go to the Louisville uh, Slugger Factory and, like, the baseball thingy Bobby there. It was really sick. We walked, like, we walked through, went, did all that. Got back to the hotel, just walked around the city a little bit for probably, like, an hour or two. Got ready for the game day. And you're saying you guys get a, like, a card with just money on it. Oh, yeah, they give us straight-up money, yeah. They give us cash to go. It's called per diem. It's just money you get to just give you so we can eat. Because what used to happen before COVID, you would eat with the team, and the team has, like, a buffet in the hotel, and it has, like, so much food. For the staff, let's go ahead, because COVID, you couldn't do, like, eat with the team. It was going to be way harder. So they started just giving you money, and they just budget it out. So they give you just however much money, depending on the city. And how many meals you're gonna eat? How much? How much is on that card? Twenty dollars for like a dinner and a breakfast, which isn't bad. Each or total? Total, because usually okay. for breakfast you're not gonna eat that much. Usually I'll just spend most of it on dinner. To budget it out with all, and oh, you yeah, have a sixteen person, yeah. Well, but the, all sixteen don't go with us. We got so like, five. One end zone shooter. You have the sideline shooter, other end zone, uh, video coordinator, editor. And every away game you've been, you've gone to every game. Yeah. So talk about when do you guys leave? When is usually the flight? Talk about traveling on the flight um, and then getting off and then finding food. Just your whole your whole routine with away games. Sure. We get there. Usually I get to the office around 12, make sure everything's good, and good to go for the away. Mm-hmm. We'll get laptops for the coaches, make sure those are all set. Okay. And then we're heading to the buses at like 1 o'clock-ish, like probably an hour hit the buses, go all the way to the airport. This is Friday. So usually we're about 2 o'clock-ish. We'll be there. And when you're getting on the plane, like the buses drive you straight up on the tarmac right next to the plane because it's chartered. You get checked, I guess, at the football facility. I forgot to say that. But yeah, they have like the agents there and they'll like check you, make sure. So do you guys get checked on the plane? No, not after the plane. Like before the plane, before we get on the buses and the buses take us, so then we're all clear. And then usually we'll get food. So they give you, I guess we've had Kadoba, which is like Chipotle, basically. We had that on the past couple away trips, but we go eat that. 
while we're flying. Depends where we're flying to. We land, and then you'll have the buses there, and then okay. we just get on the buses, and it's all with a police escort because you're on a time schedule. Because they want to keep you safe, and plus you got to be on time for all this because once you hit that hotel, it gets to like kind of chaos mode where, all right, we're going to set up all these meeting rooms, make sure everything's good so the coaches and players can start their meetings, go through all that, make sure they're ready for the game. After that, we just go get the per diem for food and then usually the video guys choose where we want to go to eat and if we want to go travel in the city like walk around but like you can get ubers and stuff do they pay for ubers is that nah, on you it's on you if you want to go do anything else because they're just there to do football like we're not really there just to go explore so that's usually on our yeah, own money but it's a business trip saturday so now setting up at an opponent's arena not knowing if it's like a 12 o'clock game like the past couple i've been mm-hmm. i have to be there the buses will leave the hotel at like six o'clock in the morning. So I'm there six hours before the game, okay. which I'm, it, it's all right. It's not that bad. We just right. go, and that's mostly so equipment can get all like the stuff figured out for game day because they have so much to do. Right. But the video, we go, we set up our cameras, make sure everything's set, make sure we're all good, mm-hmm. learn our positions. Then we get to go like explore the stadium. Okay. Sometimes they'll give us a uh, breakfast. So, like, it's not something big. Like, usually it's like a sandwich or something. Okay, yeah. And then before the game, like, probably two hours or an hour before, at a lot of the stadiums we've been to, they open, a uh, like, a buffet in the press box that we can go eat. Oh, okay. Like, in Philly, I had a Philly cheesesteak. They had, like, a Philly cheesesteak thing where you oh, make your own Philly cheesesteak. That's steaks. a gourmet buffet. If you're yeah, getting Philly cheesesteaks, yeah. We go through the game. I'm already set up, usually, so all I have to do is turn on the camera, make sure everything's set. Right. Film the game. You're switching out cards every quarter. So, oh, every quarter. Okay. yeah, basically by the time we get to the buses or the plane, you want to have the coaches to have their laptops or the iPads so they can watch film. Right. On the way back home. Yeah. So you're having probably like 15, 20 minute turnaround oh, man. to make sure everything's uploaded on there. Game ends. It's probably like four or five o'clock. Pack everything up. And while you pack everything up, you have to get your stuff to the editors. So how does that work Like when you're on the go trying to get out of the area that you're in, but while so trying to manage that? Other schools usually provide someone who's going to run your cards for you. So they usually just have an extra student. So you just hand them the card, they'll run down. And then I just have to break down my equipment, you know, haul butt, get over there, get my stuff on the truck, get the equipment, help equipment out, help whoever needs help. And then, cause we're trying to get there out on time. So what time usually is that flight? An hour, hour and 30. After the game? Yeah. Cause we get out of there, probably we have a quick turnaround time. You're trying to get on the bus as fast as possible. So you have like 40 minutes. Mm. It's a very fast like time. We get to get our meal before the bus. They give you a meal, Okay. get on the bus, you head out. And then you get to the airport, and then there's another meal waiting for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat the second meal. There's way too much food. Really? Yeah, there's way, too much. so much food. You get back, it's probably close to around what time? Like nine, ten o'clock? Yeah. Probably eight. eight. We've got one here at eight, but it just depends on like the distance. Okay. So like Dallas is this week. Dallas is a pretty long. I mean, it's a longer flight. I think it's like two and a half, maybe okay. hours. Like I talk about visiting these cities, but. I'm there for maybe less than 24 hours. And well, even though you are there, but for the most part, you're there at the stadium, just exploring the area. It's only maybe a half hour, maybe an hour. And then you got to wake up early to be, especially if it's an afternoon game, like you're saying, the bus leaves that sick. Don't get left behind. You have to take an Uber if you do. They're not coming back for you. Have you ever had that happen? No. 
How is it balancing schoolwork? I know most of it's online for you, but how is it trying to balance schoolwork and traveling and having a busy schedule like you do? I used to get super stressed about it, but on the week, as long as I'm just scheduling it, you know, I schedule it before I sit there on Sunday night and usually I break down the class by day. So like I'll do film history Monday, Spanish and a little bit of English Wednesday. That's when I do film editing. Thursday, I do Spanish, finish up Spanish, do some eating. You take Spanish? What Spanish are you in? Spanish, elementary Spanish one. I'm telling you right now, it only gets harder the the more the more Spanish you do. Yeah, I took it in uh, high school, which gives me a little bit of an advantage. I took up to Spanish three in high school. And the only words I still know is hola, good morning, good afternoon, good night, and um, I have to use the bathroom. What are you guys spoiled with Like when you first come in and then throughout the season? Like, what are you guys gifted? UCF sponsored by Nike. Working for the football team, you have to be wearing Nike. Or else the program could be like fine money and stuff like that. So you don't want that to happen. So they provide, we got three pairs of shoes. We got the game day and then a black pair and a gray pair. The same shoes they give the athletes. Make sure we're wearing UCF branded stuff. They'll usually give you stuff in the fall camp and throughout the season. I got two hats, three shirts, two pairs of shorts. And they're all like UCF Nike stuff just to make sure you're in dress code. Throughout the season, I think I got like two other shirts i believe and then you get like your game day stuff so you get the hot jackets you get polos yeah the travel people get more uh more stuff just because you know you have to be prepared it's like a jumper so you get like a jacket and then you get travel pants which are like just basically like sweatpants i guess but they're lighter and that's just so you match with the team because you know you don't want to like look super unprofessional once the season's over do you guys get to keep everything yeah i don't think they want I don't want, think they want the used stuff back. But that's cool that you get to keep everything yeah. that... These are multi-million dollar programs. They, yeah. I think it's like... You've been with the team and you've been doing this. You've been doing this since the summer. Can you give me some inside stories of funniest moments with the team or cool moments you would be willing to share? When I, like that first week you're there, you know, you're meeting like these athletes and you're like, oh, like you idolize these guys, right? That was just a weird experience too. Like you're like, yeah, you're like, you're watching these, you're like, oh yeah, this is DG. You know, this guy's like probably going to the league. Like this guy's a cool guy. And then you don't realize you're like, this guy's just a couple years older than me. But just meeting these guys, they're goofy. They're all funny. Are you in the locker room? with them as well not really unless like after the game like on an away game you're helping out in the locker room but usually uh-huh. we're just like focused trying to get everything done yeah. make sure they're washed up how is how's the weather been like all your trips like have you had to like bundle up cincinnati's when it started to get cold on this trip i was just freezing up there because it was an open air platform throughout the game you have like the radio yeah. and like you have a piece thing so i have a story where i had to film for UNF's basketball team is a home basketball game. ESPNs were plugged into it. So we had a, a headset and then I think we had a screen or a camera of all the other angles too, the camera angles. And I just remember some of the harshest stuff. It was intense, the like conversations, making sure the cameras filmed at this position at a certain time. So like throughout the game, like is there just a bunch of voices and just like a bunch going on in your ear? For me, it's not like that because okay. we know what we're filming. Because the people who are cho- chosen to travel or chosen to film the game, like uh-huh. we know what, like we film practice, we know what we're supposed to do. Like we know what to do. I think the only thing they ever call out would be like play started and we needed to do a hand sky just because it's a dead play. We have to score, uh, record the scoreboard to make sure like, because the coach can see the scoreboard and stuff. Oh, okay. And so, so you go hard. film it. 
and they have to get back on the play. But if they're doing a hurry-up offense, it's kind of hard to get over there, get back. So they're going to call that stuff out. This is just for a question for me personally. And when you do graduate college, is there a, a dream job or a job that you really want to get at? A video coordinator. I just really want to be a video coordinator just at like a... I want to go college. I want to probably be at like a bigger Power 5, like an SEC. That'd be the dream. Okay. SEC video coordinator. They make some good money it's good programs and then the nfl i kind of want to but every single person i've talked to the nfl has like they pay just a little bit more than a top tier college you get less resources and just like the equipment and bodies aren't there college right you know how we have like 16 working yeah. well in the nfl you only hire like three or four. Oh, yeah. oh, oh oh wow yeah. Okay. You go from like having a lot of bodies to just like. So that means yeah. there's a lot more pressure yeah. on you not messing up. Yeah, making sure everything's right. Yeah. And it's just a lot harder with the less people, but yeah. teaching people in college and working with those bigger staffs, so you get a bigger budget for a lot of that. Yeah. So you get better equipment. Okay. In the NFL, they have to play. Pay, they have to pay the players, so they make like millions. While college programs bring in a lot of money. But it's not like you pay the players. You just have to pay for, like, the staffing and all that stuff, like venues. Yeah, that's how I, that's, I'm pretty sure that's why it's like that. But is there a specific SEC school that you want to you wanna be at? I feel like Georgia would be a nice school. Georgia. I mean, Alabama would be cool, but mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything in Birmingham. Nothing. They have a football team, like a good football team, but, like, yeah. living there would be, Same. like... But I, was, I feel like where I want to work at, I want to have, like, stuff around me. So, like, Orlando, for example, I could you know on the off season yeah. you know if i have kids a family i can go to like disney universal stuff like that yeah. whereas in other places if there's not much around yeah you know because you got to think about it in the fact that i'm not just working here i'm like living here as well so it's yeah. like do you so you plan on doing this for the long run yeah you see yourself doing this for a while i do that's good i really do um i just think i need to get a master's degree okay. but you can get a master's degree in just about anything. So I'm thinking about communications or broadcasting. But wherever outside, whenever I graduate with my bachelor's, mm -hmm. I'm going to look whoever needs a graduate assistant, which is like your next step up. Okay. And it's right below assistant. So work, be a GA somewhere, get my master's degree at that college, and mm -hmm. then I can, you know, go from there with the master's degree, be an assistant director, work my way up. Two questions. Uh this first one, do you know what a life mantra is? Life mantra, I'm pretty it's, sure. It's a uh, quote or a saying or something that uh, you live by or something that you like to implement into your life. So if you can think any quotes or something that you live by, what would that be? So one of the biggest things I've learned in my life, it's not what you know, it's the people you know. So make connections. Okay. Connections will get you places. Like you could be the best filmer in the world, but if you don't know a video coordinator who knows a video coordinator who knows a video coordinator, yep. you're probably not going to go anywhere. I mean, you have to be knowledgeable, but yeah, the people you know, know will take you know. further. You'll, you'll find a space that you love what you're doing, and then you'll do it with people that you enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Talk to me about how did the infamous name of... So wait, hold on. Is, what's your middle name? Lee. Hunter Lee, Lee Moser. Yeah, yeah so it has nothing to do with Gibby. How did how did you acquire that nickname? 
Gibby. So is it because of the character from iCarly? Yeah. So I go and we're in the classroom and there's this kid named Mitch and I used to call him Kevin. I was like, you look like a Kevin. And I called him Kevin. That was our joke. That was a running joke with all our friends in that class was this guy's name is Kevin. And then he's like, you know what? If you're going to keep calling me Kevin, you know what? You look like Gibby. So I'm going to call you Gibby. And then he like shows Coach Stevens. He's like, yeah, he really does look like Gibby. Then just everyone in the class started calling me Gibby. And then we go to film on My Strange Addictions package, which was My Strange Addictions, I'm Addicted to Fortnite. That was the whole idea. Okay. Freeballed that whole thing. <laughs> Cameras start rolling, and out of nowhere, I just, like, change my voice, and I go, hi, I'm Gibby, and I'm addicted to Fortnite. Didn't even, like, I was like, you know what, Gibby sounds like such, like, a nerd's name, like a loser, yeah. so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that. Oh, man. And that's why, because that's, the, like, the character yeah. I was portraying, like, someone who's just, like, addicted in the Fortnite, like, thinks he lives yeah. in the game. So I go, all right, my name is Gibby, and I'm addicted to Fortnite. And so once people heard that, they yeah, just took it saw, and ran with it. Yeah, people saw that package, thought it was hilarious. So then they're like, all right, this guy's name is Gibby. Like, my right. teachers uh, were like, wait, your name's Gibby? Because they forgot, like, my name was Hunter. They would be like, right. all right, Gibby. I was like, okay. Your your parents know about your nickname? And yeah, like, yeah. My friends used to always walk around the house, like, my house when I stayed in the night. They're like, yo, Gibby, yo, Gibby. Gibby, that's funny. So, like, I just, like, it became my name. Mm-hmm. And up until like in college, I don't think people called me Gibby. Like in the video office, they called me Junter. Junter? Yeah, it was that. That story's funny. So we got uh, checks for doing before um, fall. So we before fall practice, we went in the office for like a week or two uh-huh. to do fall camp, right. and then they gave us like a check, right? So on the check, the name for me said Junter. So they accidentally clicked J instead of H when typing up the check. Okay. And so now, like, the video office guys look at the check and they're like, Junter? All right, your name's Junter from now on. So, like, sometimes they'll Junter. Junter instead of Hunter. Yeah, Junter. Junter Moser. Junter Moser. Junter? That's a pretty That's funny. Yeah. It was just so funny because of the fact that, like, I was like, I didn't even mean for this. So when you're around your house and stuff, did your mom, like, whenever she's mad at you, or your dad, whenever they're mad at you, they say Hunter instead of, like, do they do they call you Hunter more or Gibby more? Hunter. Like, my parents always call me Hunter. They know me as Hunter. Okay. I don't think my mom's ever called me Gibby once. She's really? like, I gave you the name Hunter for a reason. Okay. <laughs> it was like, all right. You run the podcast now. Any questions that you have for me, any questions or anything that you want to say to the people watching to this point? That microphone right there, it's all yours. People are tuning in, so the floor is yours. Anything that you want to ask me or you want to tell people, any motivation, it's all you. The thing I learned while being like around all these athletes and these like people people idolize mm-hmm. is like for a second you just gotta think they're human beings as well. So you can't just like idolize them like I like the athletes and stuff, they don't like you to be like, oh, you're famous. Can I get your autograph? Can I get a picture? Stuff like that. You know, yeah. just being their friend and being like there for them. So if you ever meet like someone famous, you know, just say hi, you know, be like, act like a normal human being. They don't like to be idolized. Yeah. They'll appreciate you more as a person, as a fan, if you're not like putting them on this pedestal, right. like, oh, this guy's better than me in society. Like sometimes they just want to be treated like a normal human being. Yeah. And I learned that when my uh, I met Tom Cruise. You met when, Tom yeah, Cruise? Yeah, my dad worked on a movie site because it was at this airport he worked at. And he worked on the movie, oh, what's it, American, American Made? 
Okay. By Tom Cruise. So I met like we were walking and Tom Cruise is there. And I'm just talking to Tom Cruise. I was like younger, so I'm like idling. And I was like, oh, this guy's in the movies. Like, this guy's cool, you know, talking to him. Right. And my dad's just like chillaxing, having like a casual conversation. Like, yeah, this is like what I do. And they were talking about flying planes because Tom Cruise loves to fly planes somehow. Because right. he like did it in movies like Top Gun. And so he's like, yeah, I love flying planes. And then my dad's talking, oh, yeah, I used to fly like the jets and stuff for like, um, like military contractors Tom and stuff. Tom Cruise. And then Tom Cruise wow. was like, he's like, I'm so jealous. I wish I had, like, I could do that. He wow. said to my dad. But like, and then after that, I was talking to my dad. I was like, I was like, you're just having a casual conversation with this guy. You know, that's Tom Cruise, right? And he goes, yeah, these people just like to be treated like humans. They're yeah. humans too. That is a fact. And it's not like you're drooling over them, you know, just talk to them. Blake Bortles and um, Chris Johnson, the third, went to ECU. He played for the Titans, had like a 2,000 rushing yard season. Okay. Insane, dude. So I was walking in the hallway. I just see this big family, right? Oh, in the office, the video office. Not the oh, video okay. office, but like the office for football. So I see this like taller dude with a suit and i'm like this guy like probably was an athlete or someone or just someone important right. some like walk in you know i said hi to them yeah and just walked away you know right. just casually walking down the hallway and then we go to the hall hall of fame inductions for ucf and then i see this guy on the screen They're like all right oh blake bortles is entering the hall of fame and i was like that was Blake Bortles? <laughs> was like, yeah, he was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. But, like, we were in the office just, like, hours before, you know? And I was like, I didn't know this was Blake Bortles. And then after the game, I'm walking in. This guy seemed upset. I don't even know why. And I was like, this guy looked like an athlete. Like, big dude. And, like, I was walking by. And there, like, he, I guess he was just not, like, really happy that EC lost. Because right. uh, Chris Johnson was... In ECU, yeah, and I'm just walking back, you know, after the game, and then I go in the office and I check UCF's football story, and then they posted like a video of like Chris Johnson saying he's gonna go to the game, and I was like, no way! I just walked by these two like people, like I actually know by name yeah. from the NFL, and just not know what they look like, because if you think about it. You can, like, name a football player. You probably don't know what they look like without their helmet, besides, like, the big yeah. quarterbacks. Crazy story you bring up Blake Bortles. When he was a rookie for the Jags, he lives in the same neighborhood as me. Swear to you. He had, I don't know if he had two houses, but his one of his houses, he had big yacht out on the water. Spots, there's, like, parking spots for their boats. And so right from his boat, from his yacht, um, spent, looked like cool, you know, just pocket change for these guys. So, and so he has this house. One day I was riding my bike, I think with my dad or something. And so he has like a black Tesla. He's got a pickup truck and he's got all these different stuffs. And like, we were looking through his house, three big flat screen TVs. Yeah. All of them had football. And so we were just riding our bike and he's just casually taking out the trash. He's got like, you know, cases of beer and pizza, like just empty boxes and so we're like, and so I don't know if I yelled it or my dad yelled. He's like, yo, Blake. And then like, he looks and he just like gives the peace sign. He's like, how are you guys doing? I'm, and we're like, good. And so then we just drive by. But like, that's crazy how like you walked by him. I didn't like, even know who he was. This <laughs> is like, yeah. I know Blake Bortles. I just didn't know the face, honestly. Once again, thank you for taking the time today. No, you're good. That's it for this episode of the Whole Facker Show with my man, 
Hunter Gibby Moser or yeah. Hunter Lee Gibby Moser. Yeah. So if you guys enjoyed what Gibby said or the topics that we talked about, I'm going to link all of Gibby's social medias down below or anything that you guys want to talk to him outside of from this video. He's welcome to answer any questions or have any conversations with you guys. So down below of this video description, if you're watching on YouTube, it's going to be down there for him. So give him a follow. But that's it for this episode. Once again, if you guys are not subscribed already, go ahead and do so. Turn on post notifications. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes and then shout out if you're listening on Spotify. We appreciate you for listening to this point. Thank you guys for listening and for watching. And I will see you guys in the next one. See you, boys.